So professional baseball left. We came in and proceeded to act like everyone else because we were the new kids and we only <laughs> sold a handful of tickets in our first few months. Sold, I had to sell my house, my wife and I, we had to empty at our savings account. My wife and I were sleeping on an airbed. We were down to our last dollar. And it was at that point that we said, we're gonna go all in on making baseball fun. Welcome to the Keep Baseball Great podcast, where we're all about reminding baseball fans why they love the game. In this episode, we're talking with the owner of TikTok's favorite baseball team. Uh, they're all over ESPN, all over social media. He's taken uh, an old historic stadium and created sellout crowds. We are talking to the owner of the Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole. Uh, and Jesse is just an incredibly inspiring uh, person. Uh, his story on um, his journey with baseball, his journey with creating Savannah Bananas uh, is incredible. Um, the things they do at the games, uh, they, they have just created uh, a, a new way of thinking about making baseball fun. Um, and, and they've done an incredible, incredible job. He gives us a ton of good nuggets in this episode. Uh, and so I, I think if you're a baseball fan, you are going to enjoy uh, the heart behind uh, why they do what they do. And um, I think you're just going to enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Cool. Well, hey, Jesse, uh, man, thanks so much for joining me on the Keep Baseball Great podcast. I know you're about to be in the middle of a world tour. Your season schedule is about to kick in. You were busy. Um, and I love seeing everything going on. So thank you for just spending the time uh, with us on the podcast today. I'm excited to be with you. It's, it's good to find uh, genuine baseball fans that can find the beauty in the game as the game has been losing fans, but you're keeping it strong and I'm excited to be with you. Oh man, uh, that, that's so true. That kind of leads me into this, you know, baseball's like kind of, you know, baseball fans are at a crossroads right now with uh, the lockout, uh, just different things going on. There's like a low buzz that like baseball is just dying. And, and I think for those people, they obviously have not seen or heard of the Savannah Bananas because you guys are just absolutely killing it in terms of uh, the game, uh, the fans and everything. And, and so I love it and I, I love what you're doing. And I was like, man, I got to have you on because it's exactly what, uh, what we want to help uh, spread the, the, the love of. So yeah. awesome. I appreciate it. Um, so real quick, I mean, honestly, you've got this awesome, awesome story and, and it goes beyond baseball, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, helping people stand out and, and with your podcast and things like that. And so, uh, obviously we're going to hone in on the baseball side, but I'm going to link to everything that you're doing because, uh, it's really good. Um, so I don't want people to miss out on that part of it also. Um, but on the baseball side of things, man, just real quick, before we jump into our five questions, uh, just give me a quick rundown of what makes the Savannah Bananas uh, so special. <laughs> well, I think the key is to understand the story, you know, and to understand what we do and why we're doing it. And, you know, I was a baseball guy my whole life. You know, I was fortunate at college scholarship, talking to pro teams, getting letters from pro teams, tore everything in my shoulder that ended my career. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I thought mm -hmm. I was going to get into coaching, but I realized something that I was sitting in the dugout coaching with the best players in the country. And I knew everything that was going to happen. And I was actually kind of bored because it's a difference between playing and watching. And so I played the game and you're on the mound. You can determine what's going to happen and what pitch is going to throw and all that. And then I'm sitting watching it. It just slowed down for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I spent 10 years uh, running a team in Gastonia, North Carolina, 
and realizing that uh, we had to make baseball fun. And we did a lot of crazy things. Our players did choreographed dances, grandma beauty pageants, salute to underwear nights, flatulence, fun nights. We tried a lot of things. And we came to Savannah where, long story short, professional baseball had failed for 90 years. I mean, Babe Ruth played here, Hank Aaron, Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Ted Williams, Jackie Robinson, they all played at the stadium, but it was the lowest in attendance in the league and sometimes in the country. So, So professional baseball left, we came in, and proceeded to act like everyone else because we were the new kids and we only <laughs> sold a handful of tickets in our first few months sold i had to sell my house my wife and i we had to empty at our savings account my wife and i were sleeping on an airbed we were down to our last dollar and it was at that point that we said we're going to go all in on making baseball fun and we uh, embraced our mission of fans first entertain always and so now we're the only team that has a break dancing coach we have players on stilts we play in kilts we have a senior citizen dance team called the banana nanas we have a male cheerleading team called the Mananas. we now have a professional dancing umpire we have magicians it is an absolute circus and fortunately from those first few tickets selling now we've sold out every single game and our wait list is over twelve thousand for tickets yeah it's amazing i mean yeah the the sold out games the the national recognition for a supposedly small team in <laughs> Georgia, right? So uh, it's incredible what you're doing, and I love it. Um, and I think these five questions that, uh, you know, for me as, as a baseball fan, I've, I've kind of narrowed down these five things that make baseball great for me. And I think we'll see your story and what you're doing with uh, Savannah Bananas weaved in and out of those. And so I'm excited to hear about that. So uh, we'll jump into those questions. And the first one, uh, and you've kind of hit on a little bit, is the history of the game. I know uh, for me, the history of the game just makes me appreciate it a little bit more. But for you, what's what's your favorite historical baseball moment for you that kind of just uh, makes you light up and, and love to do what you do? So I grew up in, in Massachusetts. And if you grow up in Massachusetts, you are a Boston Red Sox fan. Right. And I was fortunate. I got to be bat boy for the Red Sox for a game when I was five years mm-hmm. old. I sat next to Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs, Lee Smith, Jody Reed in the dugout. It was amazing. And I got to pitch at Fenway when I was 20. And wow. I've, actually, I've actually publicly uh, shared recently that uh, by, 20, by 2026, the Bananas will sell out Fenway Park, you know, 40,000 plus people. And I believe awesome. we're going to do it. So full story. So history of the game, uh, Pedro Martinez, uh, I remember so vividly. It was the one person that I would watch. I was like, ooh. You know, I used to love when the Red Sox hit, but I would, Pedro was pitching, I'd watch the whole game because you never know what he was going to do and then <laughs> the intimidation. And, you know, I watched him and I loved watching Nomar. And so it was all the, the Red Sox historical moments, uh, you know, the big moments, obviously, when they won the World Series back in 2004, the first time. So yep. uh, that was that was very exciting for me from a historical standpoint. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, this next question uh, is all about family and friends. And that I know is, is a big anchor for you. And, and what you guys are doing. So uh, tell me, what, what's one of your best moments that you've experienced baseball with family and friends and, and what made it so great? Oh, good question. So as a kid, my dad used to, when I came up to bat, my dad would say, Jess, swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> and he used to always tell me that. And he became my coach. And I remember when we were 12 years old, we got t-shirts made. And this little tiny, tiny town in Situate, only 7,000 people in the town, very small little town. And back of the shirt said Williamsport team. He convinced us that we were going to Williamsport for the Lily World Series. There's no reason we should have <laughs> ever believed that. When you look back on only two guys play college baseball, me and one other player. Yeah. But we went all the way to the state finals. And our number two pitcher actually got hurt. So we had to pitch under three. We lost in the state finals. We were four games away from Williamsport and going wow. to the 
and I remember he would bring a, a boombox back then, a big radio, and we'd listen to music during our practices, and we would do shadow ball where we practice making amazing plays with no baseball. It was such an amazing memory that I had with my dad, and you know, kids just playing the game and having fun. And so I have to go back to when I was a kid. And I think that's what we try to create here—an opportunity for our players to have fun just like they were as a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And and you've seen some success too in terms of winning games uh, too. I think your first year, you guys won uh, the championship. Um, yeah, we've won, we've won more games than any team in the league over our last six years. We won the championship again last year, went 40 and 10, uh, when the guys have fun, they're part of a good culture and they have a good atmosphere. They play better. And it's proven. We had a professor do a study and our players by putting on a bananas uniform, oh you will gosh. play better than playing on any other team. It's crazy. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I hope all the little league coaches out there hear that. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. I mean, and to tie into that a little bit, uh, life lessons is the next question. I've learned so many cool life lessons, just being able to play, being able to coach. Uh, for you in your journey, I know there's probably some really cool life lessons that you've learned uh, through that. So give me, you know, one, one really quick life lesson that you've kind of really grabbed onto uh, throughout your journey with uh, Savannah Bananas. Oh, geez. I mean, the amount of life lessons. I mean, the reality is that to think about this six years ago, sleeping on an airbed down to our last dollar mm. and the ability to have perseverance, to believe in something, to truly believe in something, to believe in who you are and what you stand for. And we are so bullish on making baseball fun, so bullish on fans first, entertain always. I mean, every ticket here in Savannah is all inclusive, all your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert for $20. We have no ticket fees, no convenient fees. When you buy merchandise from our website, there's no shipping fees. Everything we do is fans first. And I've learned that. And you know, I think on the back of our fans first playbook, it says, be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. And I think that's our whole model. I mean, everything we do is to try to create an experience. And you know, we just, we were going over our scripts today for this weekend. And we have about a hundred different promotions and things that we're doing for our fans. It is unbelievably aggressive and ambitious, but it's <laughs> worth it. And it's, that's, that's who we are believing. So I think, you know, when you look at life lessons, it's, it's give, give uh, without asking for anything in return and give more and mm. just start doing, just start doing things. We talk, we talk, we talk, you know, start yeah. doing. And, and that's, that's it. We're always doing things. We're always testing. We're always experimenting, but we're always putting our fans first. And that's really what's happened and why this team has taken off more than we've ever imagined. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. That, that yeah, I mean, that kind of ties into the next question of of giving back. Um, you've kind of said it already, but uh, being able to give back, uh, you know, pro players have their platform to be able to give back. Um, little league coaches able to give their time and give back. Uh, and I've actually I, I read a story. Uh, you know, I was doing some research uh, on on you and you guys, um, and I read a story about. Um, I guess a family early on, a family had bought um, some tickets and, and you guys call every, um, every person that buys a ticket to thank them. Um, and so uh, I guess- Which is completely unscalable, completely unscalable. Yeah, we're, yeah. I was we're like, selling wow. 200,000 tickets this year. We'll be at 300,000 next year, 400,000, eventually a million fans, but we're going to keep doing it as long as we can and try to find a way because it matters. Dude, that's, that's crazy. Well, so uh, your people calling couldn't get a hold of uh, this family. And uh, it turns out the, the wife had tragically passed away. Um, and you guys wanted to do something special. Um, and it would, it wouldn't, y'all wouldn't have known that without having to be that uh, fan first minded in terms of calling and reaching out. And so you guys 
did some incredible things. You brought the family in and, and did a whole bunch of stuff, but you gave back and, and baseball uh, was a platform for you guys to be able to do that. But are there any other like other stories or, or ways that you've been able to give back or somebody's given to you just in different ways? Every night, we call them fans first moments. Mm. And so every night we, we uh, believe in listen carefully, respond creatively. And so we listen to our fans. What brings them out to the games? You know, why are they here? Are they surprising their kids because the father's been in the military for the last six months, nine months? Don't know that. You know, do we have surprise engagements, surprise proposals? We even had people get married at the fastest wedding ever in one <laughs> minute. Um, it's all about those moments. And, you know, I mean, it happened from our first game. Our, I mean, we, well, we, we walk everyone when it's raining. Uh, our players and our staff walk everyone to their cars with baseball umbrellas. I mean, everything's about the fan experience. So, I mean, our first night, uh, first night of the season, our first night of the team ever in 2016, we were playing in green uniforms because we weren't quite right. And we <laughs> played terrible. Um, but 4,000 fans showed up and a young woman came up to me and she said, can you get me an autograph of one of your players? And I said, sure. She goes, it would really mean a lot. You know, I'm here um, with my former fiance as a tribute to him. Um, he just passed away as well. And I'm here with his entire family because he'd come to every opening night since he was a kid. He loves the stadium. We're here in tribute for him. If you can get me a ball. And I said, of course, she goes. And one other thing, you know, his name is Drew Moody. You have a player on your team named Drew Moody. And it was crazy. Drew was on our roster. He wasn't with us because he was still playing at the College World Series, but a younger brother, Logan, was. I told Logan that story. Logan got the signed baseball and said, I want to give it to her. Walked right up to the metal bleachers, sat with her and the family for an entire half inning. And I saw him give her a hug. He walked down and said, Logan, what was that? He goes, fans first, right? Hmm. So literally from the opening night in 2016, our players, our staff understand why we do what we do. And that's really built a fan base that's been really special. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. The way, uh, the way you're able to create that culture um, with what you guys do is really, really special. Um, and you talk a lot about that on your, on your podcasts and, and, I know you, you kind of do some speaking engagements when available. And so um, I think just that culture, we talked about it earlier on, just that creating culture uh, with Rich Tune and, and getting some buy-in really, really makes a difference um, no matter what you're doing, whether it's baseball, work, family, or whatever. So I love it. I love it. Um, so the last question, super easy for you, uh, but it's, it's all about fun. Uh, you've said it multiple times. It's all over the website. It's everywhere you guys want to make baseball fun, but um, I know you can't narrow it down to your, to your favorite, but give me just uh, probably your most popular or, or best fun moment that, that maybe you guys do that uh, has a big impact. Oh, geez. All right. So again, part of our ethos is we do five brand new promotions every night that we've never done before in front of a live crowd. It's one in the pregame. And, you know, we have weigh-ins with our both teams before the pregame. We have Manana dance-offs. We have a parade. We do lots of crazy things. One during game promotion, one hitter entrance. And that's where we become famous with the, uh, the batter introducing himself yeah. and then the golf yeah. batter coming up with the caddy. Uh, we do one scoring celebration. The players run into the crowd and celebrate. They act like DJs. They do running of the bowls. They do a lot of crazy things. And then one in-game, which people are going to see for the first time starting this weekend, where in the middle of the game, something will happen that's just crazy and bizarre. So we're doing five new things every day. So there's always moments where I, I mean, lose it. Like the other, other day, the guys are practicing right after the national anthem. They all put their arms around each other and Thunderstruck starts playing and they start doing kick lines like the Rockettes. The entire <laughs> team is doing a kick. Like it's the funniest thing and the weirdest thing you'll ever That's see. Awesome. Um, but I go back to a moment that we started in 2018. It's become a tradition. It's the fourth inning. It's Hey Baby. And it's a song that is so big now in Banana Land. 
because we do it three times. We open the gates with it. So our whole team, we do a march. We lead off. We have all the characters. Before we open the gates, everyone's doing, hey, hey, baby. Ooh, ah. And then in the fourth inning, 4,000 people here in Savannah, the whole stadium stands and everybody's doing it. Whether oh, you're two man. years old or you're 82 years old, the game stops, the players are doing it. It's a moment that's like, we're a part of something pretty special. And that yeah. always gives me goosebumps, chills. And I just, I'll never forget it. That's incredible. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, I know that was quick. That was the quick five questions, but you are absolutely uh, keeping baseball great. And uh, I can't thank you enough for spending the time. I know uh, going to a, a bananas game is on my bucket list for sure. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. I'm in the DFW area, so I got to trek over there, but uh, yeah. I cannot wait to, to be there and experience it uh, myself. So, well, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll take our tour up there one of these days. Hey, I, I was one of those ones that commented said, bring, bring that tour up to DFW, man. So uh, cool. Love a, lot of, a lot of baseball fans up here, but um, sure. I really appreciate it. Like I said before, you, you've got a lot, a uh, lot of things going uh, besides uh, the bananas. And so I'm going to be sure to link to all that um, for our fans, because I want to make sure they, they know about you, know about the bananas um, and, and know that you guys are, are really keeping baseball great. And, um, and I really appreciate it. So uh, anything else you want to, you want to leave us with or where people might be able to find you? Well, I'll just, I'll say this. I, I appreciate what you're doing. And I think, I think baseball has been a challenged game of right, obviously what's happened and we know that, but I just watched the other day. I went back and watched when it was a game, the mm. documentary by HBO sports, 1990, 1991. Okay. And have you seen this? No, not yet. All right. I, they have it. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It goes back to the way the game was in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, where there were no barriers, where mm -hmm. literally players would go into the crowd and, and fans would bake them brownies and cookies. And the, the, it was so genuinely connected, fun. It wasn't about corporate dollars. It wasn't about advertising. It wasn't about TV rights. It was about people playing the game for fun and the fans coming to see their favorite players play. Yeah. And it inspires me today when I watch that and I watch the old barnstorming clips, which we're doing now. <laughs> I think uh, what you're doing, keeping this going is great. And I think we need to really sometimes go back to the history and say, all right, this was what made it great. How do we keep some of that? But yeah. then go into how do we attract that younger audience? And that's yeah. what we're trying to do is bring back the fun and the history of the game. But then, man, you got to make the game fun, fast, and entertaining. And so I appreciate you keeping the love going. I wish there were more genuine baseball fans out there. But uh, because they're not, we're finding a lot of other people that want to come out and have fun. So thank <laughs> you for doing this. And it was, I was glad to be with you. Awesome. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We can't thank Jesse enough for spending time with us today. The nuggets and the insight and the heart behind what they're doing over there with the Savannah Bananas is inspiring, incredible, and I, and I love uh, they're keeping baseball great in their own unique way. Be sure to check them out online. Uh, go to thesavannabananas.com. You can find all their social links there. And also be sure to check out Jesse Cole's website, findyouryellowtux.com. He helps businesses uh, stand out and think differently um, in their business. So just really, really good stuff. He's obviously uh, doing a great job of that. Well, guys, thanks again for tuning in for another episode of the Heat Baseball Grade Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like us and all the stuff you're supposed to do online. So uh, I appreciate it, guys. Until next time.